Welcome to Fertility Fridays. I'm your host, Leah Vaughn. Join me for today's episode as we explore all things on the road to becoming mama. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my beautiful mamas, soon-to-be mamas, future mamas, aspiring mamas, and every mama in between. How are y'all doing today? Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Fertility Fridays. I'm excited. Um, Last week's episode, the first episode of Fertility Fridays, got a lot of positive feedback, and that just is amazing confirmation for me that I am on the right track and that we are creating that support community that this is intended to be. So thank you. Welcome. Join this journey with me, ladies. We are in this together. I promise you that. And today I wanted to dig into the basics of what we should know when beginning our fertility journey, or if you're anything like me and my wife, we, we had begun our journey to trying to conceive and learned along the way so many things that we should have known from the beginning. And at our age, that was kind of crazy. It felt a little we, we definitely felt ill-informed about our bodies and certain processes that we felt like we should have known a long time ago. This is intended to just set that foundation of what's important, why it's important to know, and things you can do to help create a much less stressful fertility journey. We learned ourselves and through talking with other individuals who are going through the process, along with our medical teams, uh, all sorts of information that is really, really helpful. I have a few tools and resources um, that'll help you gauge this information and kind of piece together the picture of your body and what it looks like and how to know if you're healthy or not, or just simple things like what does the monthly cycle look like for trying to conceive and fertility? And what are some of the basics of what we need to know and inform ourselves with? So let's get started. I definitely want to go back kind of to the beginning. And this is not like a period 101. So please don't uh, go anywhere. (laughs) But I think it's important to start with the basics. So obviously, when we're tracking our cycles, we need to know things like what the cycle looks like, what's a normal cycle, what's not a normal cycle, um, and also what does ovulation look like, what is the time frame for ovulation and conception and all sorts of important information like that. Please remember, I am not a medical professional. I am solely speaking off of personal experience. We have been trying to conceive for three years. There were times that we would go to our doctors equipped with all sorts of information, and it was surprising, right? They expect a lot of patients to come in and not know what's going on or ask a lot of questions. And we were usually just like, yeah, we know, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, let's get to the point. In fact, there was one consultation we had with a new provider in our new area, and she literally brought out this diagram and said, okay, 
first we need to understand how ovulation works. And I looked at her and I said, no offense, but we could probably educate you on how ovulation works. That's how informed we are at this point. So it's just important to equip yourself with as much information on how your body works um, as possible. So yeah, let's start from the beginning. What it, you know, what's what's a normal cycle? What's not a normal cycle? Again, I'm not going to talk about menstruation and all of that because we get that part. But the average cycle is usually between 21 to 35 days in length. Anything shorter or longer, I would certainly just consult with your medical professional just to make sure that everything is okay, that your hormones are okay, and you know that there's uh, no red flags or anything with your cycle in itself. It's really important to know, number one, what your average cycle length is. So my biggest piece of advice to you when you're trying to conceive, or if you're currently trying to conceive and just want to know if there's anything different you can do in the process, certainly track your cycles. I started tracking my cycles about nine months before we even tried to conceive, just because I wanted to know if I was regular or not, especially at my later age in life, I know things can change and shift and uh, not look the same as they used to. I was always a regular 28-day girl, but things changed as I got older. Um, it shifted more towards like 29:30. There have been a couple of times when my periods come a little bit earlier than predicted. So it's just important to know on average what that looks like for you. So yes, track your cycles, ladies, grab that pen and paper, put your, your dates down. For me, it looks like a little, the little red blood drop emoji from my phone. I stick that in my calendar on the day that I start and I know, hey, here's a starting point for me. Next, it's really important to know, obviously, when we ovulate. So how is that? Usually ovulation takes place around day 14 of your cycle. Day one is the first day of your period. So you count day one and 14 days later, they say we ovulate at day 14. However, I will tell you this, the importance of tracking ovulation in your cycle is because not everybody has an average ovulation cycle. So for me, I can ovulate day 13, 14. I've ovulated as late as day 16 before. It's just really important to know because that your ovulatory cycle is like the holy grail of information when it comes to tracking you know, tracking your cycles and trying to conceive. That time frame is so critical because obviously you can only conceive at certain times in your ovulatory period. And it's going to be really important for you to know what those times are. I suggest, and this is just a suggestion, I am by all means not telling you to go out and, and make any fancy purchases. I definitely don't have, you know, I don't benefit from talking about some of the items and tools that I used for myself. So this is just purely informative, but I highly suggest getting an ovulation tracking kit or something. So Clear Blue Easy has a di digital ovulation kit. I love to use that one. You literally just unwrap the little stick put it in the tracker, pee on it. And in a few minutes, it tells you like smiley face, blinky smiley face or a blank circle. And uh, the instructions tell you what those mean, what they mean as far as ovulation periods. And so you know, um, whether you're getting ready to ovulate, whether you're not ovulating yet, or if it's coming up, it, it allows you to prepare. One thing that I did purchase that was really important to me 
just because sometimes my ovulation cycles were a little longer than others was what was called Mira, M-I-R-A. It looks like a giant egg. It's almost like in the shape of those chocolate egg, those giant chocolate eggs um, that come, you know, come out in the stores at Easter time. It's like a giant egg and it comes with these little plastic wands and you pee in a cup and you stick the wand in the pee and then you put it into the egg and it literally tells you your hormone levels and whether or not they're peaking. So that's a very specific type of ovulation tracker because it gives you the exact number of your ovulation hormone, which is the LH hormone. And that's something that I used because I felt like it was really helpful. By all means, the Clear Blue Easy is sufficient enough, or even the little ovulation test strips that you can get in like packs of hundreds. You really don't have to spend a lot of money tracking your cycles. But for me personally, it made me feel more comfortable just knowing the specifics of what my ovulation looked like and exactly when I was going to ovulate. Um, and with the Mira, I was able to track it down literally to like hours. That was helpful. So something else that's helpful to know is the phases of your period, right? So you've got the follicular phase, which is the phase that starts with your day one of your period and goes up to ovulation. Then you have the ovulatory phase, which is when you ovulate. And then you have the luteal phase, which is post-ovulation, those are important phases to know because they serve different purposes. So beginning with the follicular phase, that's the day one of our period and goes up to the ovulatory phase, which is when we ovulate. Post-ovulation is called the luteal phase. Not everybody listening to this is going through IUI or IVF or clinical processes like that. A lot of you may be just simply trying at home, but it is still important to know the three phases of your cycle just because there's before ovulation, ovulation, and after ovulation. And sometimes uh, some of the hormones I'm going to talk about that are important to know about can impact different phases of your um, ovulatory cycle and your menstrual cycle. So that's why I'm bringing up the phases of your cycle. And it's also important to know, ladies, not everybody's cycle looks the same. Again, they say we ovulate on day 14. I don't always ovulate on day 14. My wife ovulates on like day 12 faithfully. In fact, unfortunately, there was a situation that we um, experienced with a new uh, reproductive endocrinologist and we let them know, let the physician know she ovulates early every month. So we need to make sure we were doing, you know, going through the IUI process, we need to make sure that we schedule the IUI at a time where we don't miss her ovulation. Ladies, let me tell you, there are great providers in this world, and there are just really not great providers in this world. And I'm not here to bash anybody or give bad reviews or anything like that. So I'm not going to say what clinic we were with and who the, who the provider was, but she missed her cycle. We came in for a sonogram to confirm that she was getting ready to ovulate, that her follicles were good and healthy and a good size and ready to go. And she literally said, oh, oh, it looks like you already ovulated. And we said, well, we told you we thought this timeline was cutting it a little bit too close, but we trusted you and your professional opinion. She says, okay, well, just go ahead and come back next month when you, when you start your period and we'll try again. There was no apology. There was no, I'm so sorry. I should have listened to you. You're the patient. You know your body. 
Yeah. So definitely understand when you ovulate, especially if you're taking this to a clinic or getting any medical uh, assistance, reproductive assistance, because you know your body better than anybody else. They're going to do a lot of tests and, and gauge a lot of timelines and points of treatment for you, but it's so important to go in and be able to talk about what your body is doing and what the history of your cycles is. Um, yeah. So needless to say, we fired that doctor. I do suggest preliminary testing, especially if you've been trying for a while and you cannot get pregnant. Do not quote me on this again. I am just saying off the top of my head right now what I remember. Um, I think between 35 to 37, if you're somewhere in that age range or younger and you've been trying for at least a year, then they say, you know, go to the doctor, talk to a reproductive endocrinologist and see what's going on. Uh, anything over the age of 35 to 37, I'm saying 35 to 37 because I can't remember exactly which one it is. If you've been trying for at least six months and haven't been successful, then it's time to go to the doctor. Myself, I'm in a same-sex relationship. So, we were able to seek the assistance of a reproductive endocrinologist right off the bat just because we weren't having like sexual intercourse at home for a certain amount of months. So for the LGBT community, uh, the options for us were a little bit different. We were able to kind of get right in and start the process. But some things that were really important that we learned uh, that we do need to know about our bodies if we're struggling to conceive is our health right? How healthy are you? And part of that includes different hormones, what they look like at different times in your cycle, whether you're trying to conceive or not. And other things like thyroid function, I will forever speak about how thyroid function has hugely impacted my ability to conceive or not conceive. And even things like a basic metabolic uh, panel. So basic blood tests, you want to make sure that you don't have any blood pressure issues. You want to make sure that you're not pre-diabetic or diabetic. You want to make sure that you're healthy in every way possible because the littlest things that can go wrong in your body start with our basic health. And the only way we can often tell what that looks like is through blood tests. So some of the basic hormones that are important to know and what their levels are in your body right now in this stage uh, AMH, FSH, estrogen, progesterone, those are just really important markers of kind of how your reproductive system is functioning or talking to other parts of your body. Every month when my period would start and we had to start the process over again, the first thing I would do as instructed by my clinic was go into the clinic take a blood test on the third day of my period, and they would test several of those markers to make sure that my hormone ranges were in a healthy range for that portion of my cycle, which indicated to them how my reproductive system was functioning. If you're wanting to note down some of the important hormones to learn about, definitely AMH, FSH, estrogen, progesterone, your LH levels, the luteinizing hormone, that is what triggers your body to ovulate. So that's another one that's important to track. Again, the Mira egg that I used tracked LH levels. So as soon as my LH peaked, I knew I was getting ready to ovulate. 
that's just an example of how important it is to know what those hormones are and what they're for. AMH basically is the indicator of the egg reserve that you have left. FSH is also an indicator of how your body responds to ovulation. Estrogen and progesterone are basic hormones that fluctuate in our bodies throughout our cycles, but are also very important. Estrogen is very important for ovulation. Progesterone is very important after ovulation. If you do get pregnant, it helps your body to sustain the pregnancy. So those are very important to know. One tool that we actually used recently for my wife just to kind of see what her health looks like right now is the women's health test through Everly Well. Again, I am not promoting this. I don't get any sort of bonus for mentioning them. They don't even know I exist. So this is just something that we did. We are very much, uh, we love to research things and to seek out resources and helpful tools and to really just equip ourselves with as much educational information as we possibly can, especially in this process. You can go to everlywell.com. Uh, look at their women's health products. And the women's health test is something that measures several different levels of key female hormones. We were able to test her estriodol, progesterone, LH, FSH, her DHEAS, which is a form of testosterone in the body, her cortisol levels. It also covered TSH, which is the thyroid stimulating hormone, free T3, free T4, free testosterone, and uh, TPA, which is thyroid antibodies, which actually, if you are familiar with TPA, then you probably have Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. Before I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, I was uh, diagnosed with Hashimoto's because I had extremely high um, antibody, TPA antibodies, which meant that my body was fight, literally like fighting the thyroid hormone in my body. So those are just really important things to know. Based on that, we learned a couple of interesting things regarding her health. She is a very healthy woman of her age. However, her cortisol was a little bit high. Her DHEAS was a little bit low, which is actually really normal for women our age. So we were able to do some research, speak to some professionals, and take the right uh, supplements and implement healthy changes into diet to help offset those two things. It was definitely a beneficial investment for us. So yeah, that's a tool that you can certainly use that I would suggest uh, if you're just getting started, or again, if you've been trying for a while and are not successful and aren't yet ready to take on a clinic and a doctor that can be really intimidating and expensive and a lot of other things, certainly take a look at what your health looks like. And this is a great tool to be able to gauge that at home. And they also offer support. They offer nurse practitioner support if you have questions about your results, and they can even refer you to physicians in your area. So that's just something that is helpful that I thought was a great tool that we found that we certainly are not disappointed in. It's also important, ladies, to understand that age makes a difference. And I cannot stress that enough. Age makes a difference. Of course, there are women everywhere of all ages who experience fertility issues and who are diagnosed with infertility and a plethora of other things related to infertility. 
But let me tell you, had we known the severity of age and age factor in trying to conceive, we would have started this process a long time ago. I don't know if we would have been successful or not, but I do know we would have done some things differently. And that can be really devastating to feel like, to feel like it's your fault, right? Like, why didn't I get, why didn't we start this when we, when we first, you know, we're talking about it and knew we were ready then. Well, you know, sometimes you have plans in life. Sometimes you have goals that you want to achieve first. My advice to you when it comes to trying to conceive is don't continue to put it off to accomplish everything you want to accomplish first. I know that sounds great in theory, but coming from somebody who has tried relentlessly, both myself and my wife separately and at the same time for the last three years to conceive with no success, knowing the disappointment, the hurt, the pain, the nights that we've cried, the nights that we've wanted to throw in the towel, the nights that we've discussed whether or not our our long-term relationship is even going to make it out onto the other end of this how what is what does it look like in our home for us you know all of these things are really 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 hard to navigate along the way and it's easy to blame ourselves for what we didn't do in the beginning and i just highly encourage you get started on your journey as soon as you're ready as soon as you're ready. Do not wait, ladies. We do have, our eggs have an expiration date. And unfortunately, even if you freeze your eggs earlier on in life, that doesn't mean they're guaranteed to produce an embryo anyway, you know, so there's no guarantee. So the quicker you get started on your journey to building a family or growing your family, the better, in my opinion. I just think that we waited way too long. We are definitely an example of a couple who had goals and things we wanted to achieve. We wanted to get married. We wanted to travel different places. We wanted to experience different things together, just us and just as a couple. And we were definitely able to do that. We've had some great experiences, but Sometimes when we look back at how we planned everything so strategically, we wish we would have given ourselves a little bit more flexibility and grace in creating the family because this has just been hands down the hardest part of anything we've ever had to go through together. So ladies, don't wait. If you are in your 30s, girl, get going. If you are in your 20s, start learning what your body looks like on the inside. Start learning what your cycles are. Start really figuring out what a baby looks like for you in your timeline of life. I highly encourage that. If you are like me and you're in your 40s, let's get going. Again, not everybody can do IUI IVF is very expensive. It's also not a guarantee. There's, of course, options like donor eggs and donor embryos and surrogacy. Those are expensive too. They're not always readily available options for even the healthiest people who are financially sound. You know, you just have to really start to 
have the conversation of what pregnancy means to you and what it looks like for your family and your family goals. So that's just my long-winded encouragement of get started when you are ready. Life will continue to go on after baby. It'll just look a little different, but it doesn't mean you can't live it and it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it and it doesn't mean you can't have experiences just the same. There we are with that. Age makes a difference. And then I also highly suggest that you game plan with your partner and your or your spouse or whoever you are in this journey with. Game plan. Again, what does that timeline look like? What are some deal breakers for you? Talk about the hard parts of it. What are what if this happens or what if this happens? What if we're not successful? What if we do genetic testing. A lot of clinics will have you do the SEMA4 genetic test, especially if you're using anything like donor sperm from a cryobank or someone who you may know who's going to deposit uh, sperm samples at the uh, clinic for you. They will require genetic testing to make sure it's compatible with your body. What happens if you have uh, the genes for certain types of um, genetic deformations. You know, what do genetic mutations look like for you? Have those conversations because sometimes the outcome of things is not what we hope it to be and anticipate it to be. So yes, talk about the great things. Talk about what your hopes and dreams and what that family looks like for you and what you, you know, hope to create out of it. But at the same time, be realistic and know that it can be a really challenging journey. And sometimes we're given information we don't want to hear or we're not prepared to hear. And then we have to go back to the drawing board. Like, what the hell do we do now? What do we do with this? This is not something we were expecting. So have the conversation to know how you'll navigate those difficult waters together. Sometimes you have to figure out the process for yourself too. You know, of course you have a partner through it, but sometimes you need to figure out what it looks like for yourself in addition to what it looks like for your partner, you and your partner. And then again, just educate, ask questions, contact your health professional. They are there to educate you. And if you're like me and my wife, you'll certainly do a lot to educate yourselves also. Again, it's very helpful to go into any medical office and be equipped with information. We don't have to be naive and navigate this blindly, ladies. Do your research, join forums online, connect with like-minded women who are trying to achieve same or similar goals with family or have experienced same or similar uh, situations and just educate, educate, educate. Knowledge is power, ladies. Knowledge is power, especially when it comes to our bodies, when it comes to fertility, and when it comes to infertility and how it affects us, knowledge is like the power. So I hope this has been just a tidbit of helpful information for you if you're listening to this and just kind of want an idea of where to begin or how to move forward, or you feel like you've been just continuing the cycle of dragging your feet in the mud and not getting anywhere. I believe that there are basics of what it's most important to know. And I do believe that it is our responsibility to figure those things out about ourselves and our bodies and our cycles. Start tracking your cycles. If you're not, if you are, 
learn what different things mean in your cycle, know what it means to have a short or long luteal phase or a short or long follicular phase, know what some of these hormones are that influence the different phases of your cycle, AMH, FSH, estrogen, progesterone, get your thyroids checked, ladies. I cannot stress that enough. Check your neck. Seriously. And then just know your overall basic health. Make sure you're getting your physicals. Make sure you're having your annual wellness exams, ladies. Just because these are meant to inform us and know what's going on in our bodies. Um, And it may not even be something that you find out that has to do with your particular female parts, but it could influence them and how they function. So it's really important overall just to know what your health looks like. Again, for those of you wanting to know resources and tools to track your cycle, grab some ovulation strips or a digital ovulation kit. We use Clear Blue Easy and love it. You can also upgrade to the Mira Egg. You'll get super detailed hormone information that'll tell you exactly when you're peaking during your ov- ovulatory cycle. The Everly Well Women's Health Test is a really good uh, starting point for those of you who want to know what your basic hormone levels are looking like right now. It measures 11 biomarkers that play a huge role in your overall health and wellness and your overall reproductive health and wellness. So if you would like to purchase that, you can find it on everlywell.com under women's health. It's specifically called the women's health test. Don't wait for life to be at a perfect point for you to start creating or trying to create your family or grow your family. There's never going to be a perfect time. There's always going to be something else you want to accomplish. When we think sometimes about the reality of having a baby and and how it changes our lives and how life may look like once baby comes, that can be intimidating and just feel like we'll never have time to do anything. We'll never have time to accomplish anything. All of our hopes and dreams, or maybe our goals are going to be put off and then we won't be able to go back to them. I just want to encourage you one more time before I end this podcast today, ladies, that life will never look perfect as far as timing. When it comes to what you will want to accomplish on your journey to becoming a mama or becoming a mama again, go for it. I am here to tell you that it's okay to just go for it. Life still happens on the other end. And oftentimes it's a much more precious experience when we have our little one to enjoy it with. Some helpful resources for you. There's a book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler. You can find it on Amazon. Last name is spelled W-E-S-C-H-L-E-R. It's a book that talks about all of the above knowing your cycles, understanding your body, understanding fertility. It goes through kind of, it's like a fertility 101. So if you're looking to get started now on your journey, or you're just looking to add additional tools to your fertility repertoire, I highly recommend this book. It's a great one. Thank you for listening, ladies. I hope this was a minimum informative for you. If there's anything you would love to hear about or are interested in or just want to talk about, please reach out to me at theunspokencycle at gmail.com. And remember, ladies, there's an amazing private community just for women at theunspokencycle.com. You can sign up for free today. There's a plethora of information. You've got blogs, tools, resources, even my favorite 
YouTube playlist, which is full of great tracks from amazing women that'll make you laugh, cry, feel empowered, and everything else in between. I hope that you will continue to have faith in your journey. I hope that you will continue to allow me to be a supportive part of it. And remember, ladies, stay strong. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Fertility Fridays. Please like and subscribe. And don't forget to join the private community just for women at theunspokencycle.com. Until next week, stay strong.